Howdy, Rob Lee here, and we're going to get back to the truth in this art, but I want to do a little exercise with you. As you know, the truth in this art is an audio experience, so I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this time and visualize with me. I'm thrilled to reintroduce you to Forged Eatery, a true gem that captures the essence of farm-to-table dining in Baltimore. At Foraged Eatery, they have mastered the art of sourcing local and seasonal ingredients, resulting in a menu that will leave you in awe. Their commitment to quality and to flavor is simply unmatched. Picture yourself, see it's the visual, picture yourself uh, savoring their mushroom stew, a comforting and aromatic dish that transports you to a world of culinary bliss. The depths of flavor and the carefully selected ingredients will tantalize your taste buds. You can swap out and insert the focaccia, which is heavenly, or the irresistible cornmeal fried happy oysters. Each bite is a celebration of culinary mastery. Forged Eatery goes beyond being simply a restaurant. It's an immersive experience where the menu evolves with the seasons. Each visit promises a new and exciting experience for your taste buds, making every moment unforgettable. So, fellow food fans, fellow food lovers, it's time to discover the magic of Forged Eatery. Let their innovative approach to dining and their passion for locally sourced ingredients transport you to a world of culinary excellence. Don't miss out on an extraordinary dining experience. Plan your visit to Forge Eatery today and let your taste buds revel in the true flavors of the season. It's time to indulge in a gastronomic adventure that will leave you craving for more. For more information, visit ForgedEatery.com. Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. Thanks for listening, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. Today, we are exploring the resurgence of Artscape with the interim CEO of Baltimore Office of Promotion and the Arts, BOPA. Creatively, my guest's background includes public relations and film production. Please welcome Todd Uhanick. Welcome to the podcast. Also great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And um, as is the the course of a lot of these conversations, um, you know, before we get into sort of the the meat and potatoes, I don't know if there's a vegan equivalent for that, but until we, before we get to the meat and potatoes of it, the major themes of today's conversation, I want to open it up and give you the space to like introduce yourself because I think there's a lot of power in that. Um, you know, people may introduce me and I'm like, I don't use the term podcaster. I use, you know, storytelling wizard and they wouldn't know that unless I'm able to do it. So I want to give you that space and I have a second follow-up question, but I at least want to start there. Yeah, my, my name is Todd Uhanick. I am uh, the interim CEO of BOPA. Been on the job about three months. Um, you know, my career's had some winding paths to get here. Uh, I started in finance and then um, took over my or started working with my family, my family business with my father, a PR and advertising agency here in Baltimore. And we got to work together for seven years before he passed away. Uh, so just awesome, awesome things to be able to, to have that experience to work with with family. Um, I ran it for another eight years uh, and really enjoyed, you know, got to know Baltimore from from healthcare marketing to hospitality. Um 
fundraisers, events, uh, all, all those sort of things. And, and, and about seven years ago, I was presented with the opportunity to, to, to help produce a film. Um, and, and from that, just discovered the filmmaking process and how much I loved it and went on to make three or four documentaries and, and quite a few TV pilots. And so I was always on the producing side. Yeah. And what a producer really does, that's what I ultimately think one of, one of my strengths is, is the ability to connect the artist with either the funders or the distribution side. It's being that conduit, that megaphone, that, that person that can see both sides. So I think that's what really drew me to the Baltimore Office of Promotion and the Arts um, position because – it's really being that connector between the artist community uh, and either, you know, getting them into galleries, get them funding, get doing the little things that, 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 that help, um, you know, get the word out, make it possible for artists to succeed, uh, tell the great stories about the city. So that's a little bit about me. I mean, I, I I'm so happy to be at this position. Um, it's been, a, it's had, a, has, it's challenging, but I'm, I'm really confident of where we're in the direction we're headed. That's, that's great. And and thank you for that. I I appreciate you making that that point about sort of the producer and that conduit uh, portion of it, because I think a lot of times like you'll have sort of the and, and, I'm, and I can be a person that speaks on it in this sort of spot that I'm in where you're you're looking for funny, you're looking for those opportunities and you're like, all right, am I speaking the wrong language? Am I speaking something completely different? But being able to connect to folks and having sort of that that understanding of this is, you know, we'll take your thing and craft it and, and inform it in this way that it's um, packageable. So I think that that's really important. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. And I think it's 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 listening to what the artists ultimately want and helping them present it in a way that's that's palatable or, or packageable, as you said. And so um, I, I've, I've experienced it in doing that and have played on both sides of the fence. So I, I think I can understand it a bit. So this is the sort of sub question I have for it. Um, what, is, what has been your highlight of 2023? Now, granted, I know that we're wrapping up the the summer as we're talking and it's technically wrapping up the summer as we're we're talking now but um what what has been the the highlight or what have you it could be like hey this movie that came out was really fire or what have you what what is sort of the the highlight for you mine's is going to a beyonce concert i went to renaissance which was great. Oh, that, that's amazing you, you know i, I kind of think um the highlight for me was was we do something called the sondheim prize uh we give local artists a, a thirty thousand dollar prize and it really spoke to what Baltimore Office Promotion and the Arts does. It empowers artists to really define their craft. And so often we're, we're thought of as the largest you know, festival. We throw world-class events in Baltimore, but we really do touch you know, local artists in, a, in a, an impactful way that, that I hope you'll, you'll see some of these go on and become internationally acclaimed stars. And that, I didn't really understand that, that, was, uh, that was a program we had. So getting to experience that for the first time and then watching this or these artists grow from that, I'm really ex I'm excited for that opportunity. And uh, it just made me really um, excited about saying, yeah, th this this is where I want to put my stake in the ground and, and, and do this job. That's great. Um, I've, I've interviewed three winners, including last <laughs> year's winner. And uh, I was I was able to be there when the um, the announcement was made last year. So um, this year, just scheduling. But yeah, um, it's definitely something that's that's really cool. And it really helps folks like, you know, having that sort of chunk of funding to really explore and extend what you're, you're doing. I, th I think it's it's a lot. It's great. Yeah, we, we've got to realize, you know, the arts community is is a creative class. It's this, you don't. I, I hate that. You know, um, 
artists need to get paid. We need to encourage this sort of this career path. And I don't, I don't care if you're, you know, I, I look at artists from all different walks of life, whether you're a chef, you're a, um, a fashion designer, you're a visual artist, you're a uh, DJ, I mean, a photographer. We've got to celebrate all these these great artists that make Baltimore what it is. And um, and so we, we I don't want that, that term starving artist drives me nuts because we don't want starving artists. We want fulfilled um, artists that, that, that want to do work, that have the space and the and the, the financial stability to do the work that makes uh, the world go around. That's great. So speaking of the art, I, I got I got to shift into sort of um, the the elephant in the room, as it were. Um, yeah. So for folks that are unfamiliar, undipped, if you will, can you, can you just tell us what Artscape is? It's, it's coming back. Yeah, Artscape is coming back. Uh, Artscape is the largest free arts festival um, in the U.S. East Coast. You know, I, I think that's a little bit debatable, but it is a massive arts festival. It started in 1982, um, and it really celebrates all types of art. It brings people together. It's the cultural hub of the artist community in Baltimore. Um, it gives opportunities for, for both public art um, to sell your art. We have emerging artists. It's really a weekend filled of, of music, art, mu uh, food, and fun. Thank you. And um, we, we're going to definitely dive in a bit more. Um, so, you know, as we touched on a moment ago, it is, it's back, right? So obviously there have been, you know, changes. Um, could you speak on some of those changes and, you know, such as like when it's held or, or some of the challenges and bringing it back in this sort of, um, this iteration, like, uh, I believe the last one was what, 2019 and we're, we're coming back now in, um, 2023. So, you know, talk about that a bit, some of the challenges and bringing it back and like, you know, some of those changes and trying to balance and, and maintain sort of the iconic status. You know, you talk about something that started more than 40 years ago and bringing it back with the sort of new normal and, you know, 2023 sort of eyes and, um, approaches. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, we are coming back after COVID. Uh, it was a long time coming. Um, and we, we're, we've moved out of the traditional dates of, of the third weekend in July. And they, there was a study done before I came of all the stakeholders. And they looked at, at you know, attendance was starting to, to wane a little bit. And a lot of it was blamed on the heat. So uh, they, they looked at a new date in September. Well, that that is I'm really excited about the September 22nd date, uh, but there are some unintended consequences of that. And that is schools are back in session. Micah's back in session. It's Micah's parents day weekend. UB's in session. While I think it's a really great opportunity to, to have the youth, the, 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 the artists, the young students involved. Um, it does some, there's some operational challenges. We also have uh, some other cultural organizations in, in, in the, the, the area where we typically have Artscape, and that is uh, the BSO and the Lyric, two of our you know most pride possessions in Baltimore. And the, the, the BSO's galas that night, so Saturday night, and the Lyric has sold out shows all weekend. So it is going to be the center of Baltimore's art, art, art uh, culture that weekend. But to that end, it's made it a little bit more challenging, just logistically. Yeah. But we're a city, so you know, big cities can do multiple events at once, and we've worked tirelessly, I mean tirelessly, with the mayor's office, 
Department of Transportation, Eric Costello's been a massive, massive uh, uh, help in organizing the logistics of this. So it is coming back. It's coming back in the same footprint. But what we've done to, to help alleviate some of that, 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 that all the, all the people, all the traffic is we looked at station North and North of North Avenue as an economic we want to help it economically develop. And so we have a second main stage called North and North that will really be the focal point of Saturday evening. Uh, um, and so I'm really excited about what's going on in North and North. No, that's, that's really, really big. I mean, this podcast was born in, in, in station North and I do a lot of my creative stuff there. So it just makes a lot of sense. And, you know, coming back and, and being um, and having that as a focal point is is super important because it's the first arts district. And if the first arts district is sort of having some of those challenges that are brought on with, you know, just different things that have happened uh, post pandemic and so on in terms of, you know, things being open events and so on, but being able to intentionally say, we're going to put our stake here. And this is now going to be one of the landmarks to spread out this footprint. I think it's going to be huge. I do. And you know what I'm really most excited about this artscape is it's lasting impact. Yeah. It, you know, the weekend's going to be amazing. Um, but, but you're going to see a transformation on, on Charles street, North of North Avenue. Uh, we have muraling going on. We're creating an artscape pocket park. Um, we are just doing things that will be felt much beyond uh, a weekend in September. Um, it'll have transformational power um, into the future. So, so in that sort of sort of sense, I'm 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 seeing the I'm hearing the the transformation sort of thinking ahead and the sort of the comeback year narrative. What what were some of those those ideas and themes that kind of um, clicked in terms of planning out like who was going to be involved, what artists were going to be reached out to, um, some of the criteria and picking um, who was going to work there. I even see sort of this uh, spotlighting of um, hip hop's 50th anniversary. So so speak a bit on some of the curation and some of the themes and the the production that goes into putting this in because it's a lot of work as you you touched on. It is a lot of work and we take the work so seriously. I mean, I think over, I think the 1100, maybe 1190 applicants across all, all spectrums and every process is juried, uh, blindly juried. So, you know, think about a festival like this. It, it, you, you, a vendor just doesn't fill out a form and, and we, we, we got them. It's, 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 peers review them and rank them and we do it by just like we would do grants uh on our artist award so i actually had no idea that process happened so it is you know like time staking process you know the other thing in bringing it back is we really wanted to highlight baltimore in the area um i think 90 percent of our food vendors are within uh within maryland so we're trying to celebrate baltimore and maryland um giving you know, what Artscape really does is it gives an artist uh, a venue, an avenue to 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 show their work. And, and we really want to make sure that the Baltimore creative class, you know, gets to utilize Artscape and, and it doesn't become a, a, a so much a national type festival. So we really, really were intentional this year about making it local and uh, celebrating Baltimore. So the so the artist market, um, you know, 
in the uh what is it uh the b23 b23 yes. exhibition so you know those are also i've seen as sort of highlights and you know bringing um and, and celebrating and spotlighting eugene coles talk a bit about that yeah we just really want to find the best and brightest in the up and coming um local artists that can that, that we're proud of as a city and, and give them the opportunity um you know i i just I know how much it means to people to, to be a part of this festival. And um, I, I'm just, I'm a, I can't wait for the 22nd. That's great. <laughs> that is great. Um, in, in previous like years, like what, what did you enjoy most about like being around, like going back a moment, you know, you talked about sort of like the logistics stuff and, you know, all of the different events that are happening around that time. And I was kind of thinking the same thing, like, you know, when I go to New Orleans, when I go to Philadelphia, when I go to D.C., they're able to kind of house multiple things and sort of make that work at a time. And I would imagine, you know, if you have um, folks that are visiting their uh, their children who are at uh, Maiko or at um, UB or have you, they should be able to pop over and check out, oh, this is what's happening. And it kind of helps with some of the narrative and storytelling um, around how Baltimore's perceived maybe outwardly. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. I, I kind of think about, you know, Saturday night when uh, when the, the BSO gala and everybody's in black ties at the tent with the governor and you, you have Micah and you have the lyric and and it'll be lit up and, and, and we have light shows. It, there'll be a sense that Baltimore is really back. And it's this this mixing of all these different communities in the Mount Vernon, uh, Mount Royal area that yeah. will really feel like, wow. You know, just just proud to be back in the city again. And so I just even think about the kids' college experience. When you bring, you know, Micah doesn't have a football team. It's not homecoming. But this is kind of like a, a little homecoming. You've come down to the, just a wonderful weekend of arts activities. Like how cool of an experience is that going to be for the parents? Yeah, it's creative homecoming, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's it's one of those things that for a long time, um, I think some people really didn't appreciate it or, or sort of took it for granted and it being gone and people recognizing like, oh, it's it's gone for a bit. And now it's coming back and it's had sort of the different stories and different weeks of, you know, this person's going to headline and then they're not going to headline and, you know, sort of all of these these different things. Could you could you speak on that? Because, you know, having you know, big musicians and you, you, you touched on it being, you know, a weekend of like uh, music and, and, um, and a weekend of art and so on. So obviously, you know, people are looking for that as well. Who's headlining, who's coming and, and all of that sort of stuff. And there's been a lot of, you know, changes and reorganizations that I would imagine has made the logistics stuff even more of a nightmare. <laughs> you know, I actually was talking to the mayor this morning uh, about this and, um, I don't know. The music world has kind of changed recently. We, we, we've seen across the board shows get canceled at an alarming rate. And, and to that end, I've also, I don't know if it's just me, but I've noticed more concert in, in Baltimore in the last six months than I've ever seen in my life. It literally feels like there's great shows uh, are in and around Baltimore constantly. And so you know, we work diligently and, and tirelessly to provide the, the the best artists that fit the that fit the theme, the narrative, the the essence, the kind of ethos of what Artscape is. It, it's not everybody. It's got to be the right person that has a mix that's broad but can draw. And so, um, 
it's just a process. And 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 unlike we're not booking M and T Bank Stadium, you know, we're booking the little hill uh, by by the old train station. So it's just it's not as easy. The, the sound is different. There are just a lot more things in play when you book up a, a one off festival like Artscape than if I was Live Nation booking, you know. M&T Bank Stadium or Merriweather every weekend. So it is a little bit challenging, but, you know, we work through it, and we've got a great lineup that I'm, I'm super excited. It's diverse. It, uh, I think it'll, it really will appeal something for everyone. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, in it there, there have been folks who are just, it's a running bit, you know, that's like, what's going to happen this week? And, you know, at times I'm like, all right, they'll figure it out. Because that—that's literally what I, what I think all the time. It's like they'll, they'll figure it out. It's going to get figured out. That's that's the only thing that really can happen. And you know, there there is this sort of sense um, that I, I've noticed two things probably over like the last six months, uh, just generally um, with like arts and culture and how like Baltimore is represented. I I feel like these sort of tried and true sort of institutions that are connected to Baltimore are kind of finally acknowledging Baltimore despite being here for so long. Um, one that comes to mind because I have ties to it is, you know, the Orioles back in the day. I, I worked there when I was in undergrad and now I go there and I've been to more games this year. And I, you know, I always say like, look, I like them when they were bad. They're good now, but I like them when they were bad. And um, I remember going to games and seeing like folks for the um, city connect jerseys and then kind of going through where's Waldo style. Like I've interviewed most of these people. I was like, that's wonderful. And hearing folks actually talk about the arts and culture here. It's very interesting. It's a very sort of come up um, in addition to the comeback or this sort of Renaissance, but also it's like, this has been here for a while. Like, you know, club music has been here for a while and it wasn't getting its due. And now suddenly it's like in a sort of interest that's there. And it's like trying to understand that. And I find that sometimes, and I like kind of what you were saying earlier about celebrating sort of the folks that are here. I find that certain places and certain groups, they rather try to do the crossover, more global appeal, a more national appeal and bring those folks here while not celebrating the folks who actually boots on the ground and crushing it that are already here. Yeah, you, you bring up so many good points. Well, <laughs> I said, shout out to the Orioles. Those city, that City Connect fa fabric, the, the neighborhood design, I am completely in love with it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I like them when they were bad, too. I, I think I recorded every game and, and, and at least check in once a day, uh, no matter how. So I'm just fired up for them right now. And... You know, it, it is about celebrating the people of Baltimore. Um, this is a great town. And, and we, we, you know, making films, I was traveling around the country, the world. And, I, you know, I hate that that feeling of, of, you know, having to make an excuse for where you live. we got to stop making excuses. And we got to be proud. Um, you know, this this town is, is amazing. It has challenges, but every town has challenges. But but I, I think the, the positives way, way outweigh the negatives. And um that's that's really why I'm so so excited to be at Baltimore House Promotion of the Arts is because you know that that's 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 the ultimate goal is to to scream and shout from the rooftop about Baltimore's pride. Yeah, you know, that and that's that's what this this podcast has been about. You know, like it started off, you know, someone that is no longer in a position of power says something very ill about Baltimore and I got activated and I felt there was a lot of kind of, uh, he, he, he's right. 
And it's like, no, he's he's not. Let's not let people just talk ill of our city because it's not about the city per se. It's about the people that are in it, all of these sort of creative folks, all of the moms, the dads, the kids, all of these different things. And really having sort of that that pride to do it, but to do to do it and to to really you know, speak towards like really what happens here, sharing sort of that truth of what happens here. And I think bringing back and having, you know, events, cultural events, arts oriented events really highlights the city in that way. And, you know, artscape being back is super important towards that goal. Yeah, it, it really is. And artscape is diverse. It feels like Baltimore. You know, it's 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 all different types of people just enjoying the best the city has to offer. Yeah, it's quirky. All of, all of the things, all of the all things. Great weirdness. <laughs> so, um, I got, I got sort of like you already answered sort of my um, last question re- related to Station North, but I guess I'll throw another one in. Um, sort of um, any of the installations that you can speak of or experiences that you can speak of that just come top of mind or what have you. Again, I know there's a million things happening and moving around, but. Yeah. On the corner of 20th and, and Charles, uh, an old uh, gas station. I mean, it is a massive mural project that has gone up over the last three weeks. And you can just watch the community change, like, before your eyes as it's transformed this this gas station. Um, and so it just brought people out. We, we, it, we're, like, gravitated. You're drawn to it. And you want to be a part of it. And so... That that really stands out to me. I, I'm 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 so excited for the park that's going in, but to see what's like just the buzz around the community as that's gone in is palpable. Yeah, I mean, you know that that area. When I start thinking of where I sort of get my creative energy from, it's definitely in that area. And, and as I said earlier, spending a fair amount of time like in Station North and seeing that there is attention that's there, whether it's you know going to any of the events that were you know uh, connected to Artscape or any of the events that were Pride oriented or have you, it's like you're going to see something. It's going to be like right over here and. The other cool thing about it, and, I, and I've said this a lot, is that area, just if you stretch it out, that area is sort of the entry point, one of the main entry points into the city. Um, people think it's really downtown. No, 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 no. It's right there. It's right there, smack dab in the center of the city in the sort of arts um, district, whether it's between Station North and Bromo Seltzer Arts District, all of that. That's where people can come in, whether it's via train, whether it's via car and check it out. So having that attention there and something going on that shows a nice cross section of what the city has to offer. Huge. Yeah, really huge. I mean, I, I'm excited. The, the parkway, we're going to reactivate it for the weekend and have a youth film festival uh, with wide, wide angle youth media at Hopkins and Micah. So. I mean, I love I love that building. We got we got to you know I'm excited to get it activated again because that that should be the cultural kind of hub that that, that is the anchor to to that neighborhood. And and uh, you know I do love film, so I, I'm you know personally want to get that going again. Well, now we're at this sort of last stage, right of the of the pod here. I want to ask you some rapid fire questions. Yep. You just added one. you just added yep. one to your your rapid fire question. So, um, you know, don't overthink them. You know, they're they're regular questions, but they're you know they 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 let pe- they let folks peek behind the curtain, the Freddie Mercury esque curtain that is Todd Yohannik. So, here is the uh, first one. Where what is your favorite place to grab a bite in Baltimore? 
Mm. Peter's in probably. Okay. Any any particular thing you like to add there? I mean, the Caesar salad is so spicy somehow. It's so garlicky. The steak. I mean, yeah, the potatoes with the. I, we, my wife and I were just talking about it the other night. Just old institution that just feels right. Steak and potato guy, I like it. Um, what is your favorite color? Navy blue. Okay. What was the last uh, film you watched? Hmm. That was the one I just added because you, you you doubled down on the film thing. The last film I watched. I was watching. That's a hard one. Oh, I just watched the mayor's film at the premiere at the uh, at um, uh, Body Politic. You you were at New Next. Yep. Nice. I was uh I was there for um I interviewed the folks from uh Carpet Cowboys and I introduced the uh, one of the shorts programs, which oh, nice. it was it was yeah. nerve wracking. Proud of them. They did such a good job. I mean, turnout was great. I thought film selection was awesome. Um, yeah, Sam did it. They bravo to them. I'm really proud. They crushed it. This is the last one I got for you, um, and this is the one that is the sort of buttoning everything up. Um, in one word, describe the Baltimore art scene. Vibrant. You get it. Uh, so with that, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and spending some time with me to talk about Artscape and a bit about your background. And I want to give you the these final moments here to share anything that you you want to share. Last second pitches, social media, websites, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. You know, um, really excited for 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 Artscape. Please, please come out the 22nd to the 24th. It's going to be it's back and we want we want Baltimore to enjoy it. This is this is not our festival. This is your festival. And um, it, it only happens with everybody coming out and, and making you know it, it the best it can be. Um, Artscape.org, I believe. Uh, you just you just Google things now and they all pop up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Todd Yuhanik from Baltimore Office of Promotion of the Arts, BOPA, for coming on and speaking a bit about Artscape and um, a bit about his uh, career and his story. Um, and I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, and community in and around Baltimore. You've just got to look for it. Oh,